Hello there, nerds, and welcome to Go To There, a 30 Rock podcast, the weekly chronological journey through 30 Rock, looking at the jokes, the references, the highs, the lows, and all of the blurbs that come with one of the best shows of the 21st century. As always, I'm your host, Curtis Stone, and joining me is... David Amick. And welcome to episode 37, season 3, episode 1, Do-Over! David, if you would, please give us a quick summary slash synopsis of this episode. Jack is back from Washington, and he's slowly working his way back up through the More company. Quick, quickly. Very quickly, yeah. working his way back up through the company. It's Liz's big day as someone from the adoption agency is coming to do a visit to make sure that she'll be a fit parent. Devin Banks is running people into the ground, and Jenna is very upset that she isn't, hasn't been compensated for Tracy's mega-selling porn video game, so... Tracy decides to give gifts. Well, Tracy is influenced by Liz Lemon to give gifts to everyone who worked on the game. Yes. Uh, so this is the season three premiere. Uh, very, very busy episode um, in terms of plots. We had essentially two major plots, and then the Devon and the Tracy storylines are sort of, you know, C and D plots. But a lot going on, but it is all confined to 30 Rock. Uh, there's very little. There's only two scenes where I think it takes place out. There's one that takes place outside, and one in Liz's apartment. And one in Liz's apartment. Everything else is contained within the Thirty Rock itself. Um, but uh, uh, a very, very rapid fire, funny episode. Like the and a guest appearance by Megan Mullally, Megan Mullally as uh, Bev, the adoption uh, agency yes. worker. Yeah, I don't think she gets a last name. Uh, I can't find a last name online. I don't think she ever introduces herself. It's as a Bev. Last name. It's Bev Bev. Uh, no, Me- Megan Mullally uh, destroys this role in the best way. She does a fantastic job with it. We'll talk more about her when she's on the scene. Um, but do you think this is a solid season opener? Do you think this is a good episode of 30 Rock? I think it's fine. Okay. I think it's a fine episode. All right. Okay. No, it's good. It's good. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's not the greatest. But, I mean, a lot of times a, a season premiere isn't because you have to do a lot of work to remember, mm-hmm. to re- excuse me, to remind people what happened like see there are a few lines that are kind of like exposition that are like blah 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 right before he before Don Guy slipped into the coma yeah they just kind of, kind of have to get people back on board so there's a little bit of that writing so that sort of thing is always like a I don't know a little of a pet peeve minute pet peeve of mine I realize why it's done because obviously if you just haven't watched the show for several months you might need a bit of a refresher of what happened but I find it kind of I don't know like that, that's how it's just the, the, that sort of writing is just doesn't work for it's me. It's kind of clunky. so. So I, I was thinking about what's the option then? Do you just show flashbacks or do you show like a previously on blah blah blah? Is that any better or different than like sort of kind of clunky exposition? Well, I mean, the way you do it is you, I guess, rely on people to remember or rely on them picking up on the context clues to know what's going on. You know. Because, okay, but how would you do the context clues of I lost my job because? Uh, the guy that was formerly in charge is now in a coma. Well, you don't, necessarily, you you don't necessarily even need to know that he's in a coma. I mean, you can just know that Jack is not in his old position. I mean, you, you get that from when he... Okay, so they have the conversation at the beginning right. where they get back and it's like, oh, you're back from Washington. How'd you get out of that job? And he makes... I mean, you know, you right. know, there's a reason to he's going through the... He has to work through the mailroom. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you don't even... I mean, you don't even necessarily need to know that, really. Like, yeah. You know I what agree. I mean? Like, uh, Yeah, that's true. That, 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 if you really wanted honest. to drop me, like... Because he's not saying it to anyone that doesn't already know. Like, he's saying it to Liz. And Liz, of course, already knows that because she was mostly responsible for him slipping into the dive. Yeah. So that's and if you really saying. need to know that he's in a coma, then you could do it organically where someone, I don't know, basically a shot of someone visiting him for five seconds there. Or, like, someone makes a reference to, oh, I just visited him. I guess there are ways well, to no, more organically he, do it. Well, no, he says it to Devin, I think. He says it. You know, before guys went into that coma, I was supposed to be the one that took over. So that feels organic to me because he's using it as leverage against Devin to to remind not only the viewer but also Devin, like that's why you owe me a job. So I think that was organic. Well, did he say it again to someone? No, else but there's the way that lines written. When we get to it, we can. Okay, we can, we'll dissect it further. Yes, before we we haven't even started this <laughs> the episode yet, but um, <coughs> shortly looking ahead, just at the episodes. Uh, this I think I mentioned at the end of the last episode, but this is a a star-studded affair. Like next, ne- the next episode alone probably has one of the biggest uh, names uh, to uh, to guess in it. But I won't tease it out yet. I'll I'll save that for the end. Barack but, Obama. No. Winston Churchill. Yes. Damn. 
two guesses. You're so good. Uh, any final thoughts before we hop in? Let's hop Let's in. Hop in. All right, they're cold open. Uh, basically, just resets and uh, reacquaints us with Jack and Liz, and basically catches us all up on what Jack was doing since he left Washington, and then what this episode is all going to be for Liz. So, here we go. Creepy piece of Jack! What are you? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I. How did you get back from DC? How did you get out of your government job? Um, I'm not at liberty to discuss that. That information is classified, at least until Cheney dies, which is going to be a long time from now. That man is mostly metal. The important thing is, I'm here, and I'm going to get my old job back. Yes, please come back, Jack. Devin is the worst. It's like he doesn't even care when we should have cake for people whose birthdays are on the weekend. The Friday before, at lunch. <sighs> so what's with the outfit, Lemon? Do the people from that makeover show finally respond to your letter? Uh, no, I am dressed up because the adoption agency is doing my home evaluation today. Just be yourself, Lemon. I'm going to be better than myself. My apartment is spotless. I have practiced all my answers. I got rid of all my Colin Firth movies in case they consider them erotica. That man can wear a sweater. There is no chance that I'm blowing this. Famous last words. <laughs> so that's a mix of good writing and also some of that clunky writing. So the good parts is a good part is when Jack steps out of the car and Liz goes to hug him and then backs away and then like he goes to hug her, she goes to handshake. Like that's a good way, the thing of an organic way of reminding you that they've always like. Their relationship is close, but they're a little awkward in yeah. how they interact with each other. So that was really good. Yeah. But then it kind of gets into the, oh, you, when did you get back from Washington? Like that kind of writing is like, it's not, it's not the worst expository writing I've ever heard, but it's like, I mean, I don't know. It seems unlikely that he wouldn't have contacted her at all. She would have yeah, absolutely no yeah, idea yeah, until just... she got to work. So it's like, oh, what are you doing back? But he has to tell us because he has to tell the audience, you know, and remind, yeah, no, remind yeah. kind of how his story ended and how it got in. So it's not the, like, I've definitely heard way worse, right. but it's just that sort of thing that kind of takes away from, I mean, and there are many funny moments in this episode, but that's, for me, that's what makes it fine as opposed to being like, great, uh, I guess. Yeah. No, I agree. Because I, I was thinking, I mean, at the very end of the last episode, all he does is get a voicemail from her and then that same night he's in her apartment trying to talk to her so we're supposed to believe for let's say so they're at the very end of that episode there's the three months of them doing the testing and getting doing whatever so essentially how much time has passed let's say three to six months if we're doing the tv world of when a show goes off and comes back so let's say six months so for three to six months they had no communication. Like, he wouldn't tell her, like, yeah. oh, hey, I'm leaving D.C., I'm coming back, blah, blah, blah. So, but it, so yeah, I could see that being, like, rather clunky, but it's also, like, it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. Like, yes, you, you have to establish for the audience, you have to do something. I'm just saying, like, that's just sort of a tick that yeah. it, it's just a pet peeve that's mine. Fair. So, I mean, yes, if, if you have to do something succinctly and get it out in a line or two to get to get it, and let the audience know what's happening, I mean, that's fine. Yeah. It's just, for me, that's what, like, that's just not great writing to me it's you know it could be done in so a more laid out way you're saying that tina fey and donald weber are poor writers yes they need to be saying. dismissed retro immediately um, go back and dismiss them from the show and well it's canceled now yes. so you don't have to worry about that well apparently i got an 8.7 in the in the household so. yeah so it's doing well it's doing well so we come back from the opening and jack is uh confronting devin demanding a job that he essentially feels entitled to is the best way to take away from it. What can I do for you, Jack? Devin, I know we've had our battles in the past, but I want to offer my assistance to you and Kathy. <laughs> That's funny, Jack. You see, the only thing that Kathy and I need assistance with is deciding which John Mayer song to do it to. Oh, come on, thanks. You sold off small appliances, Shinehart wigs missed projections for last quarter. And I hear that that theme park fire didn't destroy any of the stuff it was supposed to. Rumor has it you're in over your head. <clears throat> well, you know what they say about rumors, Jack. They make a rue out of more and des. Yes, we've had some setbacks. <clears throat> but Kathy and I 
have everything under control. <laughs> Don't even think about talking to her when her soaps are on. <laughs> Seriously, she will bite you. You owe me a job, Banks. You know her father wanted me to take over before he slipped into that coma. If there's one thing I learned from you, Jack, it's keep your friends close. And your enemies so close that you're almost kissing. So, <clears throat> that's why I'm going to offer you a job. In the mail room. <laughs> I'll take it. The and sexual it, tension between the two <laughs> is palpable, and more so than Kathy and Devin. <laughs> yeah, and I don't want to belabor the point, but then again, that that's just the, the the last example I'll talk about is where he says, you know, her her father was going to give it to me before right. he that coma. I mean, there's no reason for that line to stop, or for line to not stop after her father wanted that for me or something. But but specifically, you know, they want to remind you that he was in the coma, I guess, or whatever, which isn't necessary. Like, yeah, if, if it would have just stopped that that's what her father wanted or that's what her father was going to do, yada, yada, like, that would have been a perfectly organic statement because everyone in the, you know, everyone in the room knows what he's, or those two in the room know what he's talking about. They don't need to be reminded, you know what I mean? Like, the only people who need to be reminded about the coma because they may have forgotten the audience. Yeah. So it, it's just that sort of thing where it, it, it and you know, the, the, there's just brief touches throughout the episode like that, that just to catch up on speed. But, I agree. Yeah. Anyway, that's fair. So, but anyway, uh, this is the first bit of Kathy Geis as doing great physical comedy where Devin kind of pats her on the head and she gets all fussed up it's, because it's interrupting her. So, okay. So I, I've always read that as like, uh, sort of like an autistic tick, you know, like there's some autistic kids they just don't like to be touched. Yeah. That's what I've read it as. But she seems, and I'm not saying that autistic people are not sociable, but she seems more sociable than autistic people that I've sort of um, interacted with. So I don't know if it might, maybe I've just always been reading it wrong and she really just doesn't like to be touched because she's she's so invested in the show so i don't know i th- i mean i kind of just think because of the whole lisa frank office i kind of just think of her as like a kind of nerdy introverted right. weird like 14 yeah. year old girl basically yeah. so not autistic i mean just kind of weird and has her tics or whatever yeah. but i would yeah, not, that's probably I, the better way to yeah. read it than the way i've been reading it <laughs> anyway uh so we come back uh i do that too much anyway next because it sounds better than saying next scene anyway next scene <laughs> next scene uh, Jenna is excited because she finally got her compensation for <laughs> a Japanese commercial for Tokyo University. Tokyo University, uh, which is a visual gag. Like she's drinking a soda and she gets slapped across the face, and it's just one of those like Japanese weird, commercials are weird. Yeah, it's, it's it's harping on that yeah. that trope of just like look how wacky Japan is. Um, which there are some very bizarre commercials, and like it's it is a very if you don't know. There is a lot of American actors that go over there and do uh, commercials. Actors that wouldn't do commercials in America are doing commercials. Like Tommy Lee Jones has a lot of uh, commercials over there. Leonardo DiCaprio has George done Clooney. A ton of commercials over there. Yeah, like it's it's very non. Um, but it's very common for American actors to do a lot of Japanese commercials because of contracts or they. I think it's lessened some in the last few years with things to the internet because they were probably making these commercials thinking no one will ever see these unless you live in exactly. Japan. But now it's like you can literally share everything that, that ever happened. So um, maybe yeah. they're getting a little bit better about being less obscure commercials or something. I'm not sure. Yeah, well, I think it's because in America, you don't know, like if you're like a big movie star, it's like it, it's kind of low rent yeah. to do a commercial. But if you're in a different country, I mean, and obviously, I'm sure playing their product. movies have been yeah. popular in Japan, but it's just it's it's a different. They're not the same kind of celebrity there, so yeah, it's a way to get lots of money, I'm sure, but not yeah. I think you get a lot of affect money. their public image in terms right. of unless like it depends on know, the product. I guess slumming. like Matthew McConaughey started doing those like Lincoln commercials after mm-hmm. he was like nominated, but I mean, I wouldn't say like. I don't know, like, I guess the presentation of those commercials, they were very like, classy, although they're kind of that same Mad Men style. Like, he's not actually saying anything. He's just, like, talking this, like, stupid monologue of, I like my Lincoln because of... Who cares? That was a great impression. I, I'm the best at Matthew McConaughey impressions, thank you. Pay me for them. Great news, guys. I just got a residual check from that Japanese commercial I did. I still don't 
know how that advertised Tokyo University. But I'm gonna use this $300 to buy us all some new boots for me. It's official. I'm a genius. My video game is selling through the Riznoof. <laughs> well, how far through the Riznoof? Whoa, that's not slang. He has a speech impediment. 61 million copies at $60 each. <laughs> You know, you didn't make this video game alone, Tracy. A lot of people helped. I don't know. I think I did it alone. And this check is the prison noof. Now that one was just him being obnoxious. All right, so let's talk residuals. So if we did the math right, Tracy would have made $3.6 billion. Well, that would have been the total revenue if 61 million if they, copies at $60. If 61, if 61 million yeah. copies and they all sold at 60, 60 copies, or I'm sorry, at $60 manufacturer suggested. Would be over three point, yeah, we over $3.6 billion um, in revenue. And so he's probably not getting all of that money because he's having to pay out for a ton. Yeah. So the check and he it, presents is 457000 Yeah. Now, obviously, that's not everything that he's ex- that he's expecting to get back, but that's probably a fair chunk of what he's made. Now, the idea of a game from an unknown video game developer making sixty-one million copies sold is absolutely. Well, yeah. I know. I know. I, I give that a little. I know, way. but this is this is stuff that like. There's some things that I'm just like, all right, you got to pick apart rate ratings. You got to pick apart clunky dialogue. I've got to pick up our video games. Remember on Looking when that company... Oh my, that's I was going to bring that up. <laughs> that's yes. what I think of, yeah. Uh, and that's another good example. But, so, an unnamed, an unknown producer, no experience whatsoever, makes a 60 million, 61 million copies sold of one game. is absurd. That would never happen. So, I, and i got to let that go because it's not... It's It's silly. But the looking point, if uh, there was a, it was at HBO? HBO, yeah. So it was an HBO show years ago called Looking, and the main character works in video games. He's like a, a tester, or like he, but he's like, he wants to become a developer. He wants to make his own game. And I think in the second season, there's a scene where he joins this uh, upcoming or up and coming developer and they 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 launched their their mobile it's a mobile game too it's not it's oh, not really? a console game it wasn't a pc game it was a mobile game and they were like we sold what like 20 million first day or something like that oh it was i can't remember what it was, it was, I remember it was like some absurd number it was an number. absurd yeah. number and like that's not to say that games don't sell well but like it's something like call of duty it's something like grand theft auto it's something like mario yeah. it's a it was basically a figure games. that a very established like very popular game would sell could could potentially sell not a, an unknown up and coming mobile app developer maybe it went viral uh, and they didn't show just, us that but I part remember, i remember them saying that it was just one of those things and like i had to pause i was like i don't know but it's also like the audience they're speaking to isn't someone like me necessarily they're speaking yeah. like the, the audience is supposed to catch up on that and just like move, like that's not important dialogue it's just, but it's just like mm, i don't like i don't like in, uh, i don't like yeah well this one i forgive it because it's supposed to be exaggerated and absurd so why not did like yeah. why would he not sell 60 million copies of no his i know but it's just like uh, porn video game that cements his legacy to his so his sons are proud of him yeah yeah, but it's it's again. It's not me being like, oh, this episode's terrible, and this has never happened. Right. But this would never happen. Yeah. It would be uh, just. It would just, not destroy, but it would just like boggle the mind of every analyst and anybody in the video game industry for one game, the premier game, to sell sixty-one million copies over essentially six months. Candy Crush has sold hundreds of. Well, I guess it hasn't sold a copy because it's it's, it's it's a it's a. It's a what free do you call to play, it? Free to play, but it's like a microtransaction. Yeah, yeah. So. I'm sure Candy Crush has made its money. Oh, for sure. I mean, it's been downloaded hundreds of millions yeah. of times. But yeah. that doesn't necessarily mean that everyone's paying for it. Well, of so. course, yeah. Yeah, but even if a million people pay of that 100 million. I mean, if 100 million like people pay a couple dollars a year, that's a decent amount of revenue. Yeah, yeah, so. <laughs> anyway, that's my hang-up about this episode. Everything about this episode is great. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we uh, cut to Liz in her apartment, and Bev is giving her the rundown on. Uh, well, she, she, she's beginning her inspection. She's beginning of Liz's an inspection slash interview of yeah. why Liz should be an adoptive mother. What was your reason for wanting to adopt? 
Thank you for that question, Bev. Uh, the world is a troubled place, and so many children in need of adoption worldwide. Any other... Infertility? Or other? Other. How old are you, Liz? 37. I should tell you right now it's important that you don't lie. How often do you entertain gentlemen sex guests? Oh, boy, that's uh, once a year? Maybe, but I'd be open to cutting that down. Is, is that a safety thing? Because I can fix that. You ever run a webcam ring out of here, Liz? Gentlemen tell you what to do, you do it. At first with some faint hesitation. No. Is that on the form? Have you ever been convicted of a crime? I was arrested once in Germany for public nudity. I thought it was a topless beach. It was a shipyard. You're a TV writer, Liz. How many hours per week do you work? Between 60 and 80? that a work call? Could be. Or it could be my annual sex guest. <laughs> Your work life seems very demanding. Maybe I should pop by there tomorrow. 60 to 80. I hate working 40 hours a week. I couldn't imagine wanting to work 60 to 80 a week if that's just like you brought like bare minimum. Like that's insane. Yeah. But she's probably getting very well compensated for it. Oh, of course. Yeah. But so, still, I mean. I know. You would literally have no light. Like, it's basically work and sleep, and that's it. Because how many hours are in a week? 24 times 7. Oh, uh, well, that's 168. Half your week is devoted to work. Yeah, absolutely. And then you get, let's yeah. say you work, she doesn't sleep. Let's say she sleeps eight hours a day, so that's, what, 56 hours out of that? Well, she's probably not sleeping eight hours a night she's, then. She's probably right. sleeping like six hours yeah, a day. Which, like, or less. It's so much time that leaves you with about 20 to 30 hours left to just do food, workout, uh, public, social, anything. Like, it's just, no. That's so unhealthy and bad. I I couldn't even imagine it. I work 8 to 5 and have a 30 to 40 minute commute each way. And, like, even that, like, it feels like the week is just, like, there's only a couple hours in the evenings before it's time to get ready for bed and yeah. I mean so that's like I mean I work quote unquote 40 <clears throat> hours like if you I, I guess I'm out of the house for like 51 or 52 hours yeah. a week but like I mean that feels like you know what I mean like it already feels like during the week is outside of that it's like there's not much time so I can't imagine doing a couple Anything hours more every, you know. Know, that would be just yeah that would be yeah. a lot which I mean we're not like sociable people we need to do everything no but and, like every weekend we have to do something new but it's just like it's just like if we had to and we were working 60 to 80 hours a week it would just be like no we we wouldn't do that because we need just you need downtime yeah like it's that's nuts to demand or ask that of someone and I'm not saying Liz is demanding de- demanding being demanded of that or anything it's probably her own expectations like she's a woman in the in a field she probably feels like she has to prove herself or whatever or it's, it is her show so she wants to make it the best so she's probably doing that to herself because literally no one's saying i don't think any any time in the show anyone says to liz like you need to make this work you you will do this because blah 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 and it's just like so i don't know she seems like she's pushing that on herself and i don't know thank you i would never want that anyway more important topic at, at discussion here is megan mullally showing up to be bev and uh do you have much experience with megan mullally let's see i've seen her on I mean, it's a bunch of shows, I guess. Yeah, she's Party a, she's Down, Parks and Rec. Yeah. Um, what was that that uh, Adult Swim show? <laughs> the hospital one. Oh, Children's Hospital. Yeah, Children's Hospital. Yeah. I mean, various. I mean, yeah, she's guest starred on like every other sitcom. Well, of course, Will Grace. Yeah, she but. didn't get her start on Will Grace, but Will Grace was basically her breakout. Like, yeah, I think that well, the show is I guess canceled again for the second time. So the next season will be the last season. For um, now, well, maybe, no. I, maybe. I think I think I it will be the last one. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Um, but I mean, she was the breakout. She's she's fantastic as Karen. I think that show still kind of holds up as old as it is. It's almost twenty years now. Um, I think it's still a pretty great show. She's a breakout show. She was a breakout star on that as Karen is like the drunk socialite, Romeless Repu- Republican, but you know, obviously supported gays and all that fun stuff. Um, Party Down is another example. She replaced Jane Lynch in the second season, who I think at that time she was starting Glee. This was why Jane Lynch couldn't return. Yeah. Um, she, I think, uh, yeah, Tammy Two from Parks and Recreation. Uh, she was, uh, she's Aunt, um, yeah, she plays Gail on uh, Bob's Burger. I think the first or second episode she's introduced, like she's, 
she's kind of a recluse she has a poor dating life but she's she's an artist and they're having like the art crawl for the area that they live in and <laughs> her art is the behinds of animals Ooh. with very um presented anuses Ooh. so all of the animals look very nice but they just have their anuses on them and it's a big and she starts hanging them up around the restaurant and turning off customers so they got to pull them down but then Bob has a run in with one of the other art people and they're like that's disgusting you can't show that so because now he's being told he can't do it he has to do it so and he's putting anuses on everything it's actually a really funny episode she's great in that show too uh, but yeah Megan Mole is pretty great and I think if you've never seen Party Down it's a worthwhile show to seek out and it's on Hulu it's all on Hulu it's two seasons I think they're ten episodes apiece so you could get through it in a weekend. Uh, it's that very, um, how would you describe it? Not office, because it's not a mockumentary, but it's just um, it sort of follows the lives of these caterers that they're just going from party to party, and it's just a different episode is a different party, and them just I think they're all struggling actors, and they're all well at least uh, Adam, not Adam, yeah Adam Scott is a struggling actor. I think there's a couple that are also. But they're just like existing, so, like they're doing the catering job as just like their day jobs. But they're trying to work. So it's 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 great. It's just it's almost like a, it's more of an always sunny than an office style. But it's pretty great anyway. So Jack is continuing to work his way up the ranks in the mailroom when delivering mail while God when while delivering mail one day Kathy makes a pass at him, which will come back later in the episode. Meanwhile, Liz warns, well, mourns, and tells the writer's room that <laughs> begs, the, uh, begs the, the writer's room. <laughs> begs the writer's room to behave because Bev is coming to do her interview and inspection of the yeah. 30 Rock offices. I really like this scene because, like, I've been in this situation of her, like, you're trying to just say something to just get it out there uh, to, like, a group of people, and they're just, like, they're like, Ew. like they're not taking it seriously, and it's so frustrating. You're just like, God, shut up for like, stop having like, like stop doing bits for just like five seconds, and let me say what I gotta say, and then we can all goof about. It's just like it's 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 like very realized comedy. I like it a lot because they're like the stuff they're reacting to is just like that's written. Well, you would react to the first one because it's like a lady's kind of saying, like she's coming to evaluate me for an adoption. It's like no, you wouldn't react that way to that. Can I have everyone's attention, please? Hi, the, sh- there is a woman coming by the office today. Ooh. No, stop it. Uh, her name is Bev, and she is evaluating me for an adoption. <laughs> you morons! Uh, I need everyone to be on their best behavior. No cursing. Please take down any pornography that you have in your office. Nothing weird. Oh, come on. It's movie party Thursday. I brought in my tape of circus accidents. No, no. Please. A lion eats a sad clown. Tomorrow, please. Just be normal sauce for one day and change that hat. Oh, Pete, I I need you to call the set design guys and have them make the green room into a nursery. I may have lied about some stuff. Liz, I have a serious issue. Oh, I told you not to write back to your stalker. Oh, no, this is not about Yolanda. Listen, Tracy keeps bragging about all the money he's making off of his stupid video game. Meanwhile, those of us who did the voice acting weren't even compensated. I mean, I don't do anything for Yolanda, and she sends me those headless dolls. Well, I was not supposed to say anything, but he has something very special planned. I'll believe that when I see it. You will see, and then you are going to be embarrassed that we had this conversation. Can I hide this box of penis pasta in your dressing room? So... I was doing some research into this, so they dropped the name, they name dropped the Yolanda. Do you think that's related to the Selena murder there? Oh, I don't know. Because, I mean, they, 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 I, say, I, 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 I would say it's a coincidence, but Yolanda is is almost too, like, it's a name that you wouldn't necessarily just, like, randomly pick, almost. Yeah. Like, it's almost like it should be, it, it's an unusual like it enough name reference. that maybe yeah. just a reference. Like, if it was, like, Karen, Karen well, Karen's a pretty... And I, I don't know how common Yolanda might be in Spanish or Mexican communities. Well, I mean, I, I think it is, but I mean, but in terms of a stalker, a, an American like a show like Thirty Rock, like it, yeah. it seems like I, I don't know. Like I, I wouldn't be surprised if they were trying to be referential, but that would be a little. But I mean, it's kind of dark. I was going to say it is. On the other hand, that is actually would be kind of dark too. So yeah. I don't know. 
I, th- I want to hope it's a coincidence. Yeah, maybe. Not, maybe. Not uh, a direct yeah. reference. Also, why does Liz have penis pasta in her office? She likes penises and she likes pasta. But did she have uh, a bachelorette like, party well, it in looked like It looked like a gift. It looked like it was half oh. unwrapped, so she probably just got it. It was like a Christmas gift. And just secret Santa. Never needed it. Which Why would you give that to someone as a secret Santa? I don't know. It's the same bachelorette party. That's what it makes sense for. You know what? No. I mean, not her bachelorette party, but maybe there were yeah, gifts was, to people maybe, at the maybe, maybe for the bridesmaids. Yeah, yeah, she just never. So we're going to be cutting out a lot because this is a very busy episode, and most of it's going to be the Jack and Kathy storyline, just because like we've kind of set up what it is. Is uh, she's made a pass at him, and he feels the only thing he can do to get his job back even faster is to make a, to basically have sex with her, Liz confronts slash talks to Tracy about compensating people that worked on his video game and he gets the hint. Hey, Tracy, did you see that thing in the paper today about how Lil Wayne, that's a person, right? Anyway, Lil Wayne, every time one of his albums drops, he buys diamond watches for everybody that worked on it. I know what you're hinting at, Liz Lemon. I should get my rap career going again. All in due time. No, I want you to get presents for everyone who helped you with your video game, especially Jenna. Noblesse oblige, yes. <laughs> Let's go shopping to the Batmobile. <laughs> Don't worry, he's just leasing it. Okay. What I'm saying is don't dress for the job you have, dress for the job you want to have. So now, Manny, tomorrow I'll show up for work dressed as a Mexican wrestler. Well, you guys have been fun. Oh, Jack. God, what are you doing here? Where are your shoes? Oh, damn it. Must have left them in my business meeting. Banks, you've got to get a hold of yourself. You've got a company to run. Oh, I'm running it. I have a plan to quadruple profits by the year 2015. How are you possibly going to do that? The old-fashioned way, Jack. I'm going to shut it down. I'm going to shut the whole thing down for two years. <laughs> I mean, imagine how badly people will want light bulbs then. Are you insane? Think about the jobs, the economy. This is GE. It's just G now, Jack. I sold the E to Samsung. They're Samsung now. I was supposed to be at a board meeting five hours ago. Which way is Connecticut? Oh. First off, the joke that he sold the E and GE to That's Samsung. So their Samsung is an amazing joke. It's such a good joke. But That's so good. <laughs> also, this does a good job of showing like how devoted Jack is to like the business just succeeding. Like obviously yeah. he hates Devin Banks and he backstabbed him completely mm-hmm. and getting him thrown out of the company. Or not thrown out, but not letting him get that Especially position that he forced him out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he still is like his first concern is, you know, being not getting back he, at Devin, but right, exactly. Like, but Devin, how can you do that to the business? Like, you know, right. that you, you have to you have to do what's good good for the company so the company right. can succeed. Like, he's Again, worried about the business being in trouble yeah. than you know wanting like taking glee and that Devin is doing such a terrible job yeah. at well because he's still it. like he wants the job so bad that like if Devin tanks it, that job won't be available anymore. So like he needs he needs Devin to at least do a good enough job so the available it's it's still an available position for him. So he can oust Devin, but yeah, it is kind of funny that he's just not even worried about revenge against Devin. Right. He's like, why are you so disheveled? Do you have a business to run? Right, yeah. it's yeah. That same song joke is so... I think about that all the time because it's yeah. so funny. It's so good. Bev makes it to 30 Rock. Hi, may I hear you? Ah, I'm Bev. I'm here to do Liz's adoption evaluation. Oh, of course. I think adoption is a wonderful thing. Three of my nine siblings were adopted. And someday, I'm going to find them. Bev, hi. Thank you, Kenneth. So this is our studio. It would be a really fun place for a kid to grow up. Lots of costumes. Ah! Watch out! We're like a big family here. Hey, Rick. I'm Fred. Rick is the other black guy. Happens to everyone, right, Bev? (laughs) Yeah. Happens all the time to my black husband. Well, I first met Liz in 1993. She was fresh out of college, and I had just broken up with O.J. Simpson. And can I just say something? Total gentleman. Liz is a really, really mature person, and she totally deserves to get custody of her kids. It's not a custody case. Liz is trying to adopt a child. Then who were those kids you were yelling at the other day? Those were some child actors who had lied about being able to break dance. 
Actually, I lived with Liz while I was separated from my wife in a platonic way. Um, but I haven't lived there for a couple months now because I've been in an anger management treatment center because I shot one of my co-workers with an arrow. I think it's a circus in the Philippines. The line goes nuts and attacks this older clown. How did we get started talking about this? Did you bring it up? There's a good... There's, there's two quick bits I want to talk about. One is the, the Kenneth line of three of, my, three of my nine siblings were adopted. And then the subversion of they were adopted into the family. Yeah. They were adopted out of the family and he hopes to find them again one day. And then there's a great visual gag of when she said, Frank, change your hat. and He, he did change his hat. The text completely changed, but the the type of hat is like a bowler hat now versus his... Or no, the, the text is the same. The te- it still yeah, says horny. Is, yeah, still, they both it's just a different horny. hat. It's a different hat yeah. type. But it's, it's, it's a pretty great subtle joke, but it only works visually. You have anything to add? Nope. It was a great visual joke because he listened to her and he changed he his listened, hat. Yeah, like... She didn't specify what she wanted to change. She just said change the hat. Yeah. Also, I thought it was intended this way, but Jenna's line of O.J. Simpson being a perfect gentleman. Like, I know the joke is then that obviously the the murders, but it's like at the same time, it's like nowadays in the, I guess, Me Too era, you hear, you, you hear well, someone will defend someone by saying, I never saw that behavior. They never treated me. So it was like, I, retroactively, like it kind of like is almost like worse that way too. It was like, you know, he always treated me well. Yeah. You know, so I found that kind of interesting. Uh, I, I never read it that yeah. way. I, just I mean, but I don't know. I, I don't never would have read it that way back. Should, no, I, I, yeah. I don't think it is at all. It just it takes on, to me, it was just like in this current time, like it mm-hmm. takes on kind of like an extra dimension that obviously they weren't going for, I'm sure, but still it, it kind of is interesting to, to on that level too. Yeah. Tracy Jordan's not here right now, but he's great. It's a shame you won't get to meet him. Attention, everyone! Hey, great. I'd like to take this opportunity to thank everyone involved in making my video game the most profitable thing since the war on terror. Yes, I am provocative. Frank, for all your hard work, please accept this set of solid gold nunchucks. I will use these only for good. Yeah, yeah, PDP, for letting us use the sound bowl, please accept this chinchilla coat. Wow. You're going to get so much nice, nice in that, you're going to have to grow another ding. Tracy, this is Bev, the lady from the adoption thing. Bev. Now, you look out for my girl, Liz Lemon, because me and her go way back like spinal cords and car seats. <laughs> Not really an expression. <clears throat> Mr. Banks? I uh, thought you were going to Connecticut today. I blew it off. Nice to see you, Liz. Let's chit-chat. What's that? Man trouble? Bootcut jeans? Fun. Bye. It is imperative that you keep Mr. Banks down here until I can get to Jack. Do you know what imperative means? Tell me. Tell me. Important. It means important. I'll just be a minute, Bab. Mr. Banks, look how many push-ups I can do. Devin's here! Cover yourself. You smell like strawberries. That's the lip gloss she put on me so I could be her fancy boy. Is this the way my life was supposed to play out? The kid who walked four miles every Saturday to caddy because mother said that golf was a game for businessmen. Paid his way through Princeton by working the day shift at that graveyard and the graveyard shift at that day's end. Yeah, there's so many good lines. Yeah, that's in very that's such a good line. I love it so much. So Liz's visit has turned into a total disaster at this point. A Lizaster. A Lizaster. <laughs> Everyone is <laughs> everything that that everyone's saying, or everything that everyone is saying to. Did I say that right? Everything that could go wrong has yeah. gone wrong, and everything. What everyone says to Bev is pretty much a thing that you should. They should have told her. They get the down to the green room. Well, so Jack takes her Bev on a tour of Thirty Rock and goes to the green room slash nursery where they're cleaning up. So doll the doll babies are being thrown yeah. out into a big, uh, big. Uh, garbage bin basically yeah, i think we we skipped the we uh, there's a I, there's a throwaway line that liz says could you make the green room into a nursery uh but we skipped the scene where she's being shown the room by pete that there are these live dolls that they're just little dolls that look like babies that were set up to look like a nursery which if they were actually to tour the nursery i feel like it'd be a pretty quick giveaway that it's not actual nursery it's a doll like i'm not sure how close they were actually supposed to get anyway 
Um, but in this scene, now that they're given the tour, they have to break that set down because they have to use it for something else. And all the babies are being like tossed into this like laundry dumpster, uh, like un- like unceremoniously, and some are just like flying around. It's 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 a pretty funny visual gag. Um, but now everything really falls apart, and Bev meets her. I don't want to say demise because she doesn't die, but Kathy intervenes because she's getting Bev is getting too close to Jack. Miss Lemon, did you lie to me about there being a nursery here? No. Rick, what are you doing? It's... my name is Fred. <laughs> it's very disturbing, Liz. This is a very serious breach of trust. Uh, Bev, allow me to explain. I've been mentoring Lemon for some time now. Are you her boss? Uh, no, I work in the mailroom. He's the new CEO of our company. Bev, you better run. She's surprisingly strong. Frank, I told you to change that hat. <laughs> so that's a visual gag. <laughs> Bev managed to run away from Kathy, but only Frank is swinging his gold nunchucks around and smacks her in the face and knocks her yeah. unconscious. I'm, then Frank lays the nunchuck yeah. in her hand to make it look like it was something inflicted. <laughs> no, that's, that's another great visual joke. He's smart enough to like leave the evidence. He doesn't wipe the evidence. His fingerprints are still on it. But um, And then everyone just sort of scatters. God, how can I have a kid here? I can't even keep a grown woman safe in this place. Unsatisfactory. Mm. Are you okay, Bev? You had quite a fall there. Oh. Oh. I'm Bev. I'm here to do Liz's adoption evaluation. Well, yes. Hello, Bev. Did you just get here? Yes. I'm here to do Liz's adoption evaluation. Where's my clicky pen? I get a do-over. No, we have to take her to a hospital. 20 minutes. Just give me 20 minutes. Do-over. Do-over. She doesn't remember anything. You heard what the lady said. We're taking our mulligan. Let's make this one count now. It's time, Lemon. Kathy's texting me that Devin's gone. I have to go upstairs. What are you going to do? I'm going to give Kathy the full soap opera while you try to trick a lady with a head injury. We might not be the best people. But we're not the worst. Graduate Graduate students are the worst. Hi, I'm Bev. Let's get started. Right this way. I know Liz would be a wonderful mother. Because she's intelligent and kind. She reminds me of my own mom. Tough love, consistency, a little mustache in a certain light. And her other kids really like her. What? Hey, Fred. Hey. Well, I think I've seen everything I need to see. Man, do I have a headache. Let's get down to brass tacks. Liz, as a single woman with a demanding job working in such a, well, non-traditional environment, <laughs> I'm sorry, but you're not an ideal candidate. But we did everything perfectly this time. Hmm? Bev, listen to me. Yes, I work very hard, almost all the time, but I feel like my life will open up and make room just the same way that my heart will open up and make room when I meet this baby. And yes, this place is not ideal, but these weirdos are family to me. And so if this job is a deal breaker, then you tear up my application and I will start over someplace else. I wish there were a box on these forms where I could check off passion because that is exactly the kind of warmth and assertiveness that we are looking for. I am going to reconsider your recommendation. Oh, Bev, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Bev. <laughs> oh. I'm Bev. I'm here to do Liz's adoption evaluation. Ah. All right, take her to the hospital. so fun yeah again it's one of those like sort of heartwarming like the the passionate speech that she gives like you know what i've I've done everything i can if you're not going to take me i'll find someone else and then it's all undercut by yeah it's really funny because it's like she says i'm going to reconsider your recommendation and then it's like there's a beat and a beat pass off and it's like computer recess and it's like hi i'm bev if they kept her talking maybe she never would have realized yeah yeah that's she tried but we'll get megan mullaly again um I think in the final season she she comes back in just like a really really quick cameo. So we haven't seen the last of Bev, and we learn the origin of her name. So stay tuned for that. Uh, can't wait. Can't wait indeed. Uh, but we're coming up on the uh, the final scene. 
where it turns from a comedy show into a soap opera. What will happen? What are you doing? Get upstairs. Jonathan, not now. Yes, now. Jack kicked me out of the office. He's about to debase himself to save the company. Don't do this. If you do, you'll be just as bad as Devin. Liz, what are you doing here? I thought you were at the fitness center with your twin. What? Liz, it's not what you think. Kathy and I are just working together. Kathy, you know my lover, Liz. That better be true, Jack. Or I'll make both of you disappear, just like I did with Vivienne and Patch. Don't be ridiculous, Liz. You know you're the only woman I've ever really loved. Kathy's my partner. She's hiring me to advise her in all her business matters. Isn't that true, Kathy? I'm sorry, darling. I just been paranoid ever since that incident with the weather machine. Kiss, kiss, kiss! No, that's, uh... I think that's the first time that Kathy speaks. Yeah, outside of like grunts and yeah, it was like actual words. Actual kiss, words. kiss, 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 kiss. Um, also, I this 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 is the first time reading this episode. Jack will literally do anything to get his job back, but he will not kiss Liz Lemon. He's about nope. to have sex with the CEO, but he will not kiss nope. Liz Lemon. It's just like, some things are just too gross. That's the line that you'll cross, or you won't cross, rather. Like I think that's I think that's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, but yeah, Kathy Geisen's first line, maybe her only line. No, she sings. I think that's a fun wrap up of just like embracing the, the soap operaness of it all. And then the real final scene is Jack conf- Jack confronts Devin about getting uh, the new position at GE where he's now ca- uh, Kathy's basically right-hand man, essentially going to be doing the job that she'll, she's, she's tasked to do, and Devin can't take it. Is he officially fired? I guess, by this? Well, he's looking for alternate uh, ways to make money, so, so I guess so. I guess it didn't work out for him. Or maybe he just quits as a result, I don't know. Got any mail for me, Donaghy? It's all over, Bex. Kathy has hired me privately to advise her on all business matters. My God, that's her signature. Yeah. Well, I'm not stupid, Jack. I saw this day coming. But I've already made provisions for my financial future. Check this out. I'm gonna sue you! I'm gonna sue the entire city of New York! I'm going to sue you. You can't sue me. I'm already being sued. Double indemnity. Lemon, how's your friend Bev? Unfortunately, Bev has made a full recovery, so I have to start over with another agency. This might take a long time, actually. The semi-virtuous path. You won't regret it. Did you need something else, Len? No. I just like seeing you in there. Aww. Aww. What a heartfelt moment to end the episode. On. Where did Kathy's office go? Maybe she went back home. <laughs> maybe. She wasn't needed there, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I think that's the last we see of her in that uh, that role. I think we see her in that again. She's just like a side character going forward. But that's do-over. Yay! So I'll revise my opinion. It's okay. better than fine. It's a pretty good episode because there yeah. there are a lot of really really good one liners and, and getting, visual getting gags. Getting past the clunky expositional. Yeah. So I, I will say that the, maybe that's what keeps it from being like a top notch episode. But there 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 is a, there are a lot of really really good bits. Yeah. So. Same song. The yeah. three of my nine siblings were adopted. Yeah. And like, yeah. Oh, that's so that's so funny. Um, all right. So yeah, I would I would agree. I think. Uh, uh, well, I would say it's a strong opening episode for the season. Uh, given that this show doesn't necessarily rely on too many uh, stringed stories where most episodes are sort of standalone and there's not really an overarching plot for the most part. Like each, most characters have like their own goals, um, but not every season is built around that for the most part. Like this season, obviously, she's built around she wants to adopt or she wants to have a starry family and stuff like that, but. They're very loose goals. Like it's not strictly about 
go from point A to point B in the entire season. So, um, yeah, I think, again, this is where 30 Rock has become more of a cartoon or a live-action cartoon than uh, past seasons. So I'm looking forward to more. Well, i say this episode is more manic. I wouldn't say it was cartoonish. I would say, say cartoon is as manic as you can get. So, <laughs> I mean, that's so probably true, but I would say this episode was manic without being super cartoonish. I don't know. Right, but I mean, they were doing a lot of stuff they really shouldn't be getting away with. So, like, like a cartoon, like a cartoon's able to get away with a lot of stuff, and everything sort of resets at the end, and no one's punished. So, well, I guess Tracy's the only one who's punished because he's he was he does get sued by Jenna. Jenna's gonna sue him for her money, and I think it is an ongoing thing for a couple of episodes of, of their lawsuit. So, um, but it creates more gags. It creates Jenna and, and Tracy becoming more and more like children. Um, which sets up the finale of the whole series. Wink. Um, but any other thoughts on Do Over before we wrap it up? That's it. That's it. All right. Well, as always, thank you for joining us on Go To There. If you like what we're doing, reviewing and rating and all that fun stuff on Apple Podcasts helps us the most. Uh, you can donate to our coffee, ko-fi.com backslash go to there. And uh, we will see you in next week's episode, episode 38, season three. Episode 2, Believe in the Stars, where we get a very special guest star. Did you happen to guess who it was? Margaret Thatcher. No, it wasn't Maggie Thatcher. Let's say... Anna Klumski. No. Uh, The Color Purple. Whoopi Goldberg. No, but she is in this season. Oh, oh, this is this is Oprah's episode. That's Oprah. I thought she was next season. No, I didn't realize she was this early in season three. I knew she was in this season, but I didn't realize she was this early in it. Um, but yeah, we get to see Oprah Winfrey showing. That's a joke from Thirty Rock. It's not me being racist. I promise. It's a joke <laughs> sure. that they make. It's a joke that they make. That's what they all say. <laughs> Uh, check it, it, was, out. it was 10 years ago yeah, I don't believe that anymore I'll start my stint on SNL this season look for me then uh, David take us out see you next time